0: G'day and welcome to the Wingit Podcast. Illinois. They take out Marsh Madness. They win it for sure. Max King, 50 goals this season. Yeah, Eduardo. He's my bet of the day and he'll take out the Galaxy. James Harden, MVP at $10. You heard it here first.
1: Alright, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of the Wing it Podcast. Episode number 29. I checked today. It is 29. It is, I checked. Alex Neil Bullen. Okay. Um, no. Jaden Hunt.
0: Vanderberg, no Jaden Hunt, I think. Three players in one team, twenty nine. No, just Jaden Hunt. Interesting. uh, Boomer Harvey. Is Jaden Hunt getting a recall? Uh, No, he won't. I reckon. Really? I I
1: read about it and them talking about it.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty like severe ankle injury that he had uh, about five weeks ago, and I can't say I was bringing him back this year.
1: Is he even best twenty two?
0: Yeah, he's not, but he's one of Simon Goodwin's love boys, so it's like Jake Jake Melksham, Viney Hunt, and.
1: Tom McDonald. So basically, if your starts with J and A, you're in good stead. Yeah, or T. You always have Tom, yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking of the other one. Isn't the other one? Isn't there the two McDonald's? Oscar. Oh, yeah, fuck, anyway. I know. Anyway, Jade and Jack and whoever other one was. Moving on, um, episode 29. Uh, we've only got two games to cover from last week and two games to preview. So it just be a nice short, sharp and sweet, short, sharp and shiny. Yeah, how is that? Sweet podcast. Yeah, there's a bit of news going on this week as well, though. We have, and the glaring obvious one is Lockie Neil, apparently, not fully confirmed, but it's pretty well there. Yep. Um, requesting a trade back to quote-unquote home for a South Australian in Perth. Yeah, very interesting. So, shows how much of a pull the WAGs do
0: have. Um, Did
1: he meet her in Perth? Is this where I'm getting this from? Yeah, most It likely. makes sense. Yeah, well, she says that she grew up in Perth and is nah, from Perth. All right, there we go. I was thinking that made the most sense. He's met her in Perth and then moved to Brisbane together, but yeah, interesting a, for both teams. He's becoming a controversial
0: figure. Uh, he is a little he's bit. He's had a strange, strange career. Uh, so it wasn't a high draft pick, I don't believe. No. Um, and then he went to the uh, free of Dockers and worked his way up in the midfield and became one of the, one of the most like, best up and coming uh, ball getters in the league. And then randomly out of nowhere, um, requested just a requested a trade. Um, and apparently it was largely because of uh, players like Nat Fife in that midfield with large egos and didn't like Ross Lyon. Yeah, hated Ross Lyon with along with a lot of players. Yeah, common theme. that I've spoken to in the AFL sphere. <laughs> Uh, do really have something against Ross Lyon and his uh, methods. And that's why he, he uh, I don't think, would have got the Carlton job either because two of the board members said that they would step down at Carlton uh, if Ross Lyon was hired as coach because of the dealings that they had with him in Freo. So then, now Lockie Neal has gone to Brisbane and he's won at Brownlow and made the next prelims. year yeah, made two prelims. Both at home. Um, and now he's just gone and requested a trade. It's
1: weird. Oh yeah, we, we're assuming he's going to request a trade. So I don't, I don't know where it works for both <coughs> for both teams because Brisbane aren't going to get anyone around Neil's talent and age right now. They're just not. You know, there's always they're always going to lose a trade. Yeah. Then Freo, you look at and they've got a great young nucleus of. Of midfielders, they're going to lose Chera, that looks gone. Yeah. So then you're replacing him with Neil, which is a 23 year old to a 28 year old, will be 29 by next season. Yeah. It doesn't quite fit.
0: And also, Chera's outside run and ability to use, um, or ball use by foot, uh, it's just been like one of the most elite parts of the Freo midfield this year and one of the best parts of his, um, game, obviously. And then you're replacing him with a lucky Neil who can't really kick, to no. be honest. Uh, and it's just an inside ball getter, uh, which they already have in Sarong, Mundy, Fife, and Nick Chuck Walters in there. Brayshaw. So
1: that's the thing. So who falls out of that? The obvious one is Nat five forward. Yeah. But then that's still four midfielders there. Yeah. So I don't think you can take Mundy out, considering Mundy was borderline Australian this year. And I don't yep. care how old he is; he's aging like a fine wine. I think he could play for another five years. Yeah. He's playing just. He he's having that Travis Bow resurgence where you thought he was done. No, he is a star. And he needs to be played because he can't play anywhere else.
0: No, oh, he, he he's showing that he can play a little bit of forward. Time, a little bit, but um, but it's only sort of capped at twenty percent. And that's
1: and that's all that can be. Brayshaw, you cannot even think There's about a halting that. Of your team. You don't want to start that growth at all. Sarong. So Again, it, he's a midfielder. We need to stop playing them out of position. And
0: we've shown he's shown how good he can be this sh- this season as well. Oh, when the when he's la- had his latter chance. parts of the season, when he had his uh, chance
1: and played over seventy percent game time and was yeah. be an out now midfielder for a whole game, that, that that derby was one of the greatest games, greatest games of I play I've seen in a while.
0: Yeah, he was unbelievable in that game uh, and ended up kicking what I think should be goal of the year as well. I so. agree. But Lockie knew, it's a really tough situation for both clubs. Obviously, he throws a spanner in the works for Brisbane. Uh, they're not going to get back what they need for him because they're in that premiership window right now. doesn't really make sense for Lockheed Neal on a football side because uh, no. obviously he's le- leaving that contender that can make uh, grand finals and win premierships in the next couple of years still. Uh, and it's awful for Frio as well. So obviously he's picked out Frio as his main destination and Frio are end- going to end up having to overpay, as you said, for a 29-year-old um, at- while they lose a 23-year-old uh, and just a player that is not going to be able to... Um, sort of push them much f- more forward in, in their future ventures, in my opinion, um, just because obviously they're building a, a more of a team for the future. Their premiership window isn't right now. It's more for the three, four years down the track um, and capitalising on the latter years of those players like Fife and Mundy. So it's put really uh, both teams in a, in a really bad predicament and it's yeah, sort of very interesting, the, the landscape of how things are going in the AFL with that lack of loyalty and players signing up for a deal and then... Yeah, just switching teams
1: when, when they want to. So, Yeah, I don't know what to think of the trade. I don't know how they work it out either. I don't know how this is going to get done. I can't see Brisbane going, yeah, right, give us pick whatever it is, six in an hour, know let's say like a 19 or something. They can't get it done. And it shouldn't no. get it done. I mean, two firsts is probably overpaying for Locky Neal, yep. but Brisbane don't want that at yep. all. And is there going to be a three-way trade with Chera and Cohen? Who knows?
0: Mm, we've seen how bad it can be with uh, three first-round picks traded as well for players like Adam Trelaw, Dylan Scheel. Um, Bryce Gibbs. Bryce Gibbs at the same age as Neil is right now.
1: Bryce Gibbs went for two firsts. Lockie Neal should be worth double that. Yeah,
0: exactly. Won't um, be worth
1: it. Won't get it though. He'll be two firsts at tops.
0: So we've seen this game over and over again and it really doesn't work out well for the team who ends up receiving. Uh, but who knows with this, see what happens from it and see what unfolds in the coming days, weeks and months.
1: Now moving on from this, but staying on topic, we're moving on to our hot wing here now. This is from this, it's what I've had a thought of today. Is Chris Fagan the right man to coach Brisbane. They've, they've been great in the regular season. They are now one in five in finals. They've had home prelims, home finals. And let's just say they've had the most catered two years you could have possibly asked for last exactly. year. Didn't travel for months, slept in their own bed when the rest, the entire competition wasn't. And this year was not much different. No. And they went loss, loss and loss. One obviously one win and then three, last three straight years. losses. Yep. Straight sets this year, no excuse. Joy I don't know her, they're being recruit. There is no really ex- yes, you can say Cam Rayner was out. Yes, you can say Hippo was out. Yep. That shouldn't be a straight sets uh elimination in finals. No, luck hasn't been something they've lacked uh for the last few years.
0: Obviously, they lacked it a little bit this year. Uh, but as you said, got to sleep in their own beds, play at the gather, all the final series, being in Queensland. And to be honest, most of the uh, season last year being in Queensland.
1: So. And now your best player, your Brownlow medalist, yep. is going, I want out.
0: So, yeah, you're right, though. What is the problem? Is it what Fagan? is the problem? Because I can't argue for or against Fagan, I don't think.
1: I don't know. That, that's the question. Because on paper, their team well, it looks great. Yep. They've had luck. You know, um, COVID aside and luck aside. That's all playing for hands, no doubt. But they've got great defenders. Yep. They've got the best defender in the comp they've got great forward lines with two big tools and great smalls and Charlie Cameron all Australians more forwards mm-hmm. and a great midfielder with midfield with, with Zorko's match winners you've got who's your Ball getter and Neil who's a Bradley medalist with suitcase on the outside there's Huge. no excuse really no none at all ah, so and
0: last year especially and they've got team like players like you've seen with what Richmond have done uh, in years gone by players in, waiting in the wings so like Devin Robertson yep. coming up and players like Jack Payne, who's now playing good minutes, and Adams and uh, Fullerton and players like this, just coming up and, and waiting in the wings. So they're always replenishing the players that they're losing
1: uh, and they still just can't get it across the line. So Interesting one at Brisbane. I'm not sure what the issue is. Let us know in the comments below what you think the issue is at Brisbane because it's now three finals in a row now. That they've had a genuine crack at it and they've stuffed it up. Yep. Like one in five. That's, in, that's huge. Where to from here? Big turning point. Big turning point. All right, now moving on to the week that was. Well, uh, was it Friday night? Yeah. Of course it was. The Cats. Uh, I forgot what came was. Cats proved to be too good in another semi final. And a, a tremendous semi final record. Now I think yep. it's seven and one in semi finals in the last eight years. Yeah. Or whatever, however many years it is. It goes back further than that because they always lose to qualifying. But um, seven and one, and they know how to win these games, and they continue to do it. Another prelim another one so yeah they just they just keep pumping them out don't they oh, it's just every year your cats are going to be in a premiumling isn't it
0: yep yeah it's quite secured and especially with this Tom Hawkins Selwood era uh, we've been seeing it's just top four every year that double chance really helps them and especially helped them this year as well when they needed it um, after losing to a great port side and with their sort of banged up bodies as well uh, yeah. it's just really important but it's made them play another game
1: so oh. it hurts quite a lot. I suppose, but like you said last year, the, both the teams did it their hard way last year. Yep. But this is why I brought this up first. Uh, the I can't remember the exact numbers on the stats, but the pre-finals bar was scrapped this year. It's obviously oh, yeah. going to be before the grand final. That has been a huge contributor to teams being able to go the long way yep. and win it. Uh, I can't remember. I'll get this out at the moment. Now that is gone.
0: Yep. So it's 28 out of 30. Um, One... Or pre- made the
1: prelim. And 28-32 made the prelim and won it yep. from winning the qualifying final with the week off. Yep. And, and then since the 10. buy
0: was introduced... yeah, four out of ten have made the prelim. So it's
1: a losing record to have the two weeks off, basically. You have yep. the pre-finals buy, you win the qualifying final, and a, another buy, and then you have a home prelim. They're losing at home 60% of the time. It just kills teams'
0: momentum, obviously, so...
1: 100%. So now it's, the ball is back in Port and Melbourne's court now for the first time in a few years. Yep.
0: Yeah, it is, obviously, that... No one got that week off, so having that week off for any team is a massive boost uh, and really helps with, obviously, a long, gruelling season. Lots of travel this season as well. Some teams not playing at home, not being able to play at home. So, been lots of, uh, uh, obviously, a lot hard two seasons as well for, yeah. for a lot of players. So, um, yeah, it's just been massive how um, how much it's changed the competition, uh, bringing back the no-buy between the um, not home and away season and the finals. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting to see how it can affect teams with that buy between the prelim and the grand final. So, uh, size like Port and the Demons, if they both make it, haven't had oh, have had one game or two games within the last sort of six weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yes, see how that goes. But, yeah, it's going to be crucial having that uh, top four um, locked in the bag, if they do scrap the buy,
1: that is, uh, having that top four locked in the bag and winning your first game. So. Now, obviously, Cats did get the job done, beat Joby West. We all saw that coming. I, 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 that's a lie. I think we both did GWS in the end. Yeah, I but, did GWS, um, yeah. we. I think we saw it once Jesse Hogan was a laid out. Then yep. I was like, oh, it's now it's going to be tough. You lose your two key forwards, you're in a world of trouble. But Katz got the, got the job done, and it's not, not a real surprise in the end for me.
0: Yeah, it wasn't really an impressive game from either side. No. Uh, it was pretty poor quality footy, to be honest. Geelong just did what they had to do. The forwards like Hawkins stepped up. Um, and it was actually a couple of interesting players stepping up. Obviously, Tui coming back from injury, uh, probably mm. been out for four or five weeks. Fit back in yeah, lock, seamlessly. like a glove, so.
1: 30 touches I believe in the end, a great game.
0: Yeah, him back in, and then Menegola as well was huge, um, huge game. so I think he had like 27 touches or something like that, so, uh, and a couple of goals to go with it as well. So DeLong just proved their class and they've shown that they've got so many, uh, so many players that can step up at any time and really just grab the game by the scrap of the neck and win it.
1: Now onto the next game, the Dogs win it against the Lions on Saturday night. And the game of the year, and that's no debate. It's the game of the year. One of the best games of football I've ever seen. You're the same. same. Yep. Uh, classic game. But the Dogs, they they clawed their way over the line. a uh, Late behind to win it. Yep. What a game.
0: Yeah, I, I called it uh, a couple of weeks ago on the pod. I reckon Dogs are one of the most uh, dangerous finals teams this year. Uh, it doesn't matter where they're coming from, even though they finished out of the top four. I think if any team can do it, it's them, because a lot of players on their list already have done it. Um, yeah, so, true. so yeah, they, they've they've come flying into this final series. Obviously, uh, they've got two wins on the trot now, uh, and they're coming up against a, a port side that they only lost narrowly to uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were winning pretty much all of the game, to be honest. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a huge game uh, this Saturday night. Um, but what it we won't top last week—that was no. probably the best game of footy I've ever watched. Hart was racing mainly because I had a punt on uh, Bulldogs to win and Bontepelli yes. twenty-five. And I was the only person in the tipping competition who tipped uh, Bulldogs as well. So staying at the top of the true footy tipping competition with that one. There you go. Um, And yeah, so unbelievable game. Great coaching from uh, Beveridge where he was um, putting uh, English into the ruck as well. So in the last quarter, English had like 32 um, ruck contests. Yeah. And he hasn't had 32. I think it was in the last like four weeks combined. Wow! So it really showed that they can really turn the tables. They came from uh, three goals down um, in the last quarter, uh, and with efforts like from Bailey Smith, who was huge with three goals, and and all of their, their young players as well were stepping up because players like Adam Shaw didn't step up. So
1: I dare I dare uh, Beverage to put English in the rock again this week. Yeah,
0: like he would get absolutely brutalized he like will. he did a couple of weeks ago. But no, a great game, and yeah, hopefully we see more like that these coming weeks
1: moving on to our players of the week quickly we've got one each here i'll go first i'm going with sam and He goal had 29 touches and two goals in a, in a dominant win he was uh we, we spoke about it that last week that this is going to be a game for wingers we thought whitfield's going to t- carve it up we thought kelly's going to carve it up we thought tui did carve it up i didn't expect sam goal to be the best of the bunch
0: probably the fifth best wingman on the field. Isaac
1: Smith, you can chuck him in a better wingman too. And Duncan. And Duncan, yes. You're exactly right. We thought they were going to pick it out. They all yeah. did, to be fair.
0: Yeah, they did, yeah. But
1: Mene was the cream of the crop, and um, he was fantastic in that game. Three shots on goal, 29 touches, a huge game. And he is uh, my wing at player of the week. Yeah,
0: so we didn't do it last week, but we saved up a couple of big ones this week, so don't worry. Uh, but hinted on it before as well, my wing at player of the week has to be Bailey Smith, so... It was unbelievable in the game. Had, I think, 27 touches, three goals, uh, and Crazy obviously that, that winning goal as it sort of um, came to be in the end. On the left peg, impossible angle, unbelievable goal, ice in his veins, uh, great celebration. Did, Lo- did it for too long. Oh, I did it for so long. Just needed it to stop. He did it for so long and then he kept doing it. It was awkward. Um, it was cringy. No, nah, I loved it. Dilo, shout out to Dilo. No, it was great. Mate. Just did it for too long. <laughs> but um, no, nah, unbelievable game. Uh, and Bailey Smith, probably the best game of his career By far And he's um, showing that he might even be the first best player coming out of that draft With Sam Walsh No, yeah. he's second, I reckon he's second But still, that says, <laughs> that
1: says a lot with how big that draft was Probably so. puts him, put him third Anyway, well done Bailey Smith Alright, now, on to our tips for this week Now, there's going to be a couple of um, non-shocks here But uh, anyway, Friday night, Demons take on the Cats In Perth, Dog is shitting himself. You're shitting the Ivan needle, as you should. I'm taking the Cats. I'm taking the Demons. Sorry, mate. I'm taking the Demons.
0: On to Port versus
1: Dogs. (laughs) No,
0: obviously, um, it's a huge game coming up. Uh, Cats have really been one of our main enemies of the last sort of six or seven years. We've had some unbelievable games against them. We've missed goals on the siren. They've kicked goals on the siren. Obviously, we've kicked goal on the siren uh, to win it. Uh, Max Gorn a few weeks ago as well. They were up 44 points on us earlier in the year. We've beat them twice this year, uh, and it, it really worries me because when their stars are firing, it's it's hard to maintain. So There's a lot to maintain. I yeah, especially with Joel Smith out now as well, who is a perfect matchup for Jeremy Cameron. Uh, it's going to be an absolute handful for us to deal with, but I think if you look at it on paper, we do have a better team. But that means nothing because I think they've just got the players who can step up, like Joel Selwood, like Jeremy Cameron, like Tom Hawkins, and obviously Patrick Dangerfield as well. So the thing is that the Demons are going to have a lot of more lot more prelims in them with this side, but I don't know if the Cats will. I think this is their last run, and they might give it everything, so that worries me a lot. So I'm going to be taking the Demons, but we'll see how it goes.
1: Not very confident. Yeah, and no, I think uh, it's one prelim too early for you, Demons. Maybe next year, but I think the Cats will prevail this year. Moving on to the Saturday night game. I'm shooting through an eye of a needle for this one too. Port taking on the Dogs. I'm obviously taking Port. No it's a big surprise here. Um, I think if we play even half as good as we did against Geelong, we'll beat a Brisbane uh, a Bulldogs team that I think played their grand final last week. Yep. So uh, I think there's going to be the mental toll from that game uh, to then get on a plane and fly to Perth and fly back to Adelaide. Um, with dodgy knees to Bon and Pelly Waitman, who's torn us apart the two times we've played on this year, out, um, we're rested. Like we said, it's not a curse this year to have that uh, bye. So um, I think Port will get the job done.
0: Yeah, I'm tossing and turning over this tip. It, it might be different come game day, but I will be taking Port. So I think Dogs are probably the most on-form team, apart from the Demons in this final series. Obviously the Demons winning six games in a row coming into this final series. What about Port? Unreal. About um, but dogs... Um, like nine in a row. Anyway. Dogs have been... Yeah, but we first actually call the opponents. So okay. the dogs uh, have been unbelievable, but they've had to travel to Queensland, to Launceston, obviously from Melbourne, to Perth, to Adelaide. They've been to literally every state.
1: Give some good frequent fly miles.
0: Yeah, ridiculous. So that's really going to hurt them, I think, and it's going to be a major um, spanner in the works for them. But... I wouldn't be surprised to get the job done but I'll, I'll be taking Port as the safe one
1: so alright that's our tips done no real surprises there on to our bet of the week do we have a bet of the week? we do what is it? I don't know but
0: last week uh, it was um, Bontempelli 25 touches
1: yes it and was and ended up getting over the line so we forgot to,
0: forgot to say it on the pod uh, <laughs> but that's alright but we did have it in the wings so we and did. it won so maybe we should have one this week have maybe a Port Deem, uh, a Port Demons Multi Yeah
1: alright Let's do that Let's back us in Yeah let's back us in Better so, of the week Port Adelaide And Melbourne
0: Both to win Both to win Head to head paying $3.20
1: We are the most biased podcast In the world So we may as well Keep it going Right, right? may as well May, may as, as well. well Don't fix what ain't ain't bro- Oh it is broke But don't fix what ain't broke Right, Get on
0: it Get, Get on it responsibly Go power all Anyway right. On to the greatest segment In podcasting history Undefeated undefeated in finals. Matt's finals multi. Matt's multi is now 2-23. and 23. We're on a hot streak.
1: You're 2-0. and You will to cut the 23 out. Yeah, mate. just cut it out. So are
0: 2-0. 2-0 when the big game players step up and when it really matters. September footy is my speciality. And we're going again this week. So obviously, uh, we're big NFL fans here. What?
1: Oh, you're, you're gone, yeah. We're
0: big NFL fans here. Uh, and we've got a couple of NFL legs in there. So if you know nothing about NFL, that's all right. Just follow along if you'd
1: like. Nothing better than blind betting.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, it's really fun. So, um, But also, if you are into your NFL, we will be doing a uh, NFL podcast weekly. Uh, so make sure you tune into that one as well. But anyway, getting into it. Caleb Daniel, 25 touches on Saturday night. I think he is, if they are to win, he is one of the most important cogs in their team. He proved how vital he was um, on the weekend. Ended up having 31 touches, I believe. And was deadly accurate with everything that he had. Um, and that kick to Bonte Peli in, in the center square it was unbelievable. So I'm going to take Caleb Daniel, 25 touches. Surprisingly at good value for $2.25. Not bad. So I think that's really good value after getting 31 last week. Um, and then onto the NFL. We're going with the Buffalo Bills to beat... The Steelers. Easy. So, Easy. I think Buffalo are going to be a really good team this year. They're yeah. going to win 12, 13 games. And At Josh East. Allen, as their quarterback, potential MVP shout. Yeah, 100%. Uh, is going to be unbelievable. So, and also with the Steelers taking a backward step. Gross. And I'm going to be going with the Seattle Seahawks to win against the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, Cam's pretty high on the Colts. No idea why. I reckon they'll suck. One of the worst teams in NFL, worst teams in NFL history. Uh, you know how much I hate the Colts. They're probably NFL history. They're, they're probably my Eagles of the NFL.
1: They've won Super Bowls,
0: mate. Yeah, I don't care. They're awful. Um, and then the Green Bay Packers, one of the greatest teams in NFL history. Obviously, they will flog um, Saints, though. but that yeah, they'll punt the Saints at the Superdome, I think. So Saints just under at the moment. No Michael Thomas, no real uh, targets on offense apart from Alvin Kamara. No obviously. real quarterback. Yeah, no real quarterback. So they've got two backups waiting in the wings. Well, they've got a. Quarterback who can only see out of one eye and a tight end who's called a quarterback.
1: And they're playing in Jacksonville. Are they really? Yeah, it's oh, a Carolina. Oh, of it, uh, course. Yeah yeah, 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 So even more so, jump yeah. on
0: them. So all of them together, we got Buffalo Bills win, Seahawks win, Packers win, and Caleb was 25 touches. $8.34 boosted. Bang. Bang. Matt's multi, finals slash NFL edition. 3-0. Gamble responsibly.
1: Done. That's the AFL episode done. How good is that? Short, sharp, and shiny. Exactly
0: like right. It. Only a couple of games to talk about, yep. so not too much substance. Uh, but we'll probably have next week for you a little reactions podcast to the two grand finalists. Yeah. Hopefully, it is a very positive episode. Could be terribly sad. It be. It might not be an episode. Not. There might,
1: yeah, if Port and Melbourne lose, I probably won't. Record.
0: Yeah. I'll probably just cry. Yep. Um. But then we're going to be having a pretty lengthy Brownlow preview. So obviously, a lot of shooting ourselves. Yeah, exactly. A lot of nervous nights, nervous sleeping, um, My <laughs> sleeping habits. Yeah, um, that have been building up the last few days, waiting for the Brownlow and these prelims. Uh, but no, we're gonna have lots of bets that you guys can jump on and gamble responsibly with, um, including obviously Ollie Wines for the Brownlow, which Cam called at eighty-one dollars, uh, about nine. 19 weeks ago I reckon Something like that. Uh, So yeah A big night to come ahead for us Sunday night 7pm Adelaide time Should be huge Alright Thank you for listening Yeah Make sure you follow us on Instagram At Winger Podcast Follow us on TikTok At Winger Podcast Follow us on Or subscribe to us on YouTube At Winger Podcast And also have a look at us on the Spotify
1: At Winger Podcast
0: Thank you very much Ta Good night